welcome those of you joining this program in progress from the Denver region. Now that the Rockies have joined the ranks of teams and team fan bases who really, really, really hate their ownership. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is Daily Shot of Pirates slash Rockies, at least the opening segment will be. This show can be heard Monday through Friday, bright and early in the morning, if you're into football slash hockey. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. I could go over the particulars of the monstrous, and I'm using that term hopefully with multiple meanings, the monstrous trade made between the Colorado Rockies and the St. Louis Cardinals in which the Cardinals were handed Nolan Arenado, eight-time gold glover who can hit the cover off the ball, who might be headed to Cooperstown, for a small, insignificant package of prospects. Oh, and by the way, the Rockies also paid the Cardinals $50 million to take Arenado's $200 million total contract off their hands. I wasn't sure Major League Baseball would see another trade like the Aramis Ramirez one. That's the only comparable I can come up with. Maybe that's just my view as a lifelong Pittsburgher. Maybe there have been others. I can't recall any. I can't recall any that were just so brazenly financially motivated. I mean, you can have your salary dumps here or there. I mean, the Pirates have some form of them every other year. That's not what this is. This isn't, you know, take this contract off our hands because we're at a different phase of where we want to be building a team. This isn't take this elite player off our hands so that we can get back a mint of prospects. Like, you know, at least like what you got for Joe Musgrove, you know? That's not what this was either. This was nothing other than Dick Monfort, the owner of the Rockies, protecting his future debt obligations. That's it. For anybody who doesn't know how debt works in professional sports, this really, really short guideline, I hope, will suffice. When you're weighing a team's debt, all future contract obligations are put into it. That's how the accounting process works. That's how Major League Baseball officially accounts for teams' debt. That's what ended up getting... Aramis Ramirez thrown out of town to the Chicago Cubs for Bobby Hill and a pile of nothing. Just because he was somebody that the Pirates paid or were going to pay. Rob Manford, the commissioner of baseball, can void this trade. He can do the right thing. I'm saying that without an accompanying laugh track. 
he can do the right thing and say, you know what, this trade is wrong. It's wrong for Colorado baseball fans. It's wrong for the Rockies organization. And it's wrong for baseball. What a terrible look. What other league does stuff like this? What other league would allow something like this? This is one owner looking out for his personal future investment, possibly, possibly to facilitate the sale of the franchise, or at least the people of Denver are actively hoping, based on everything that I was able to read and at least amusingly uh, absorb over the weekend from out there. It is brutal, the reaction that people are having over this. And a lot like Aramis Ramirez, it's not just, you know, they traded Nolan Arenado. I mean, the the Rockies weren't really heading anywhere with or without him. Uh, They're in a division right now where you have the Dodgers spending a zillion dollars and you have the Padres really loading up. They're not about to win anything. It's more about the principle of it. It's more about the, wait, what are you doing here? And it's something that baseball is going to have to encounter in some form or other. And if you guessed where I was headed with this, (laughs) then I thank you for being a loyal listener because everything that happens like this is good. Let the Rockies and their fans and everybody else be apoplectic over this because that's just another team that you put in that bracket. That bracket that says baseball is broken. That baseball needs a real fix. That this would never happen to the Broncos or the Avalanche or the Nuggets. And that the talented players on those teams wouldn't just be thrown out of the mix for nothing. That's that's the conversation that you want to have starting all over baseball. You don't want it just to be in Pittsburgh and a couple other places. Now, of course, it would help if the national baseball media would ever acknowledge or recognize issues like this instead of what they actually did over the weekend. And yes, I looked because I'm just like that. And I saw, like, serious, straight-faced analysis of this trade. Like, people were actually taking it seriously. Like, let's break down what prospects Colorado got in return. Like, acting like nothing happened. Acting like nothing was wrong. Or the more common stance is, well, their owner is evil. Their owner is just a, a bad guy who won't... Spend from his own wallet the way George Steinbrenner did, which George Steinbrenner never did. No owner anywhere spends from his or her own finances. Not one. Not in any of the four professional sports. If you can counter that 
please do, because it'll be the first instance I'll ever have been made aware of such a thing happening. It doesn't happen. It's a myth of epic proportions that gets repeated, not just in Pittsburgh, but everywhere. If there's a salary cap, the people in Denver don't even know Dick Monfort's name, much less hate his guts. If there's a salary cap, no one in Pittsburgh knows who Bob Nutting is, at least not any more than they would whoever's running the Steelers or the Penguins at a given time. And obviously the Steelers and Penguins are probably not great examples because of who the people are running them. But I'm talking about the positions. Because in a salary cap league, you have a $20 million range that you can either spend up or down to. And it's insignificant. If your salary cap is around $170 million, it doesn't matter if you're at 170 or at 150. It just doesn't. All that matters from there is your roster composition and your age. That's it. You wouldn't even know. Eventually, maybe, somebody in the baseball world will realize what's happening and why. When we come back, just one question. back time for just one question if you'd like to leave one you can do so by visiting dk pittsburgh sports find the article that encases this podcast and just leave it right there in comments this segment of daily shot is brought to you by our good friends at mike's beer bar they're located on federal street directly across from pnc park mike has more than 500 beers on tap including from more than 50 local breweries Open for business, stop in and say hello, tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. And today's question comes from Lay's Dog, who asks, out of the three Pittsburgh professional franchises, and not counting the lack of salary cap in baseball, are the Pirates in the best position to win and compete for a championship in the next five years? I don't know how you expect me to handle that qualifier of yours where you say not counting the lack of salary cap in baseball because it's there. It exists. How do you not count it? How do you say, well, if only there was a salary cap? Because that changes everything. It changes everything. It changes everything about who you're competing against, your ability to compete against them, the speed with which you can facilitate building up a real live major league roster when you're actually required to spend up into a range and you would have more cap room than almost anyone else in baseball. That's a pretty big qualifier there, dog. I mean, I'm not sure what you want me to do with that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw it out. I'm going to throw it out of your question here, and I'm going to tackle it without it. Out of the three Pittsburgh professional franchises, are the Pirates in the best position to win and compete for a championship in the next five years? The obvious answer to this is no, because there is no salary cap. If you're in a cap league and your operation is run by 
ambitious, and smart people, you're going to have a chance in all likelihood year after year. There might be some years where you got to step back. There might be a time where you say, listen, we just have to build up this phase of the team. We might be seeing that with the Penguins now. We might be seeing that to an extent with the Steelers, particularly at the quarterback position and on the offense. But it doesn't have to be something that's super dramatic or takes three or four years or you got to wait for a teenager from Latin America to arrive. That's only in baseball. That's only in the inequitable, unfair world of baseball. Could the Pirates be the best team in Pittsburgh in that span? Could they? Here again, obvious answer. Yes, we just saw that happen. From 2013 to 2015, the Pirates were the best team in town. Anybody can laugh at everything that happened before and even everything that's happened since, and all of that's fair, but it doesn't change that fact. In those three years, the Pirates were the best team in Pittsburgh. Penguins could have been, but they wasted some significant trades and a couple of very good teams that they had. The Pirates won a playoff round, and yes, that was a round. A wild card is a round in 2013, and then they ended up getting wiped out in that wild card the next two years, including in 2015 when they had the 98-win team that a lot of people rightly felt was the best team in baseball. They just weren't equipped to go ace versus ace in the one-and-done format. You can't take that away from them. That's there. Can they do it again? Sure. Ben Charrington is building up a pool of talent. Very, very, very young talent. Not even old enough to be considered ready or close to ready for the major leagues in most cases. But he's building up a pool of talent. If that goes the way everyone associated with the franchise hopes that it goes, sure. Yeah, absolutely. They could be that. But I, I you know, compete for a championship. That's that's tough, man. That's tough. I mean, so many things are lined up against them. And now even even the playoff format, which they expanded this past summer, the players association shot it down for a renewal. It's going to go from 14 teams right back to 10. It's going to go from a nice little best of 3 to open Right back to the one and done. Why? You know why as well as I do. Because everything in baseball is rigged toward the markets with the money. I appreciate the question. It's a good question. Had fun with it anyway, right? Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll do this again tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. 
your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.